all of you young entrepreneurs are going to get a treat out of today's episode. My guest today started her business at only 19 years old. She's currently 23 and running a successful makeup and confidence boosting skin treatment business. We'll also be diving into manifestation because we're both big believers. So without further ado, let's welcome Madison the Facialist. Welcome back to The Daily with Emily, where I'll be serving you your fix of all things entrepreneur life, bigger and bolder selling, and the tough love mindset that you probably needed to hear. Hi, Madison. Thank you so much for coming on to chat with me today. Do you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Madison. I am a corrective skin specialist and I'm a makeup artist. Um, I went to makeup school like right out of high school. Um, and then I was doing that for a little while. And during COVID with lockdown, the industry was very uncertain. Um, and I was also struggling a lot with my skin. And so I decided to take a course to become a certified skin specialist, which is essentially a medical esthetician with no laser. Um, just because I knew going in exactly what I wanted to do and I wanted to do like chemical peels, microneedling, clinical facials, results-driven skincare, all of that good stuff. Um, So yeah, I have, I'm a solo skin specialist. So I have a studio in, um, that's like home-based where I live and I have lovely clients. Um, I'm not like fully booked out yet, but so I'm still taking clients, but um, I really am passionate about um, like corrective and like results-driven skincare. So I am not like the type of person that you're going to come to me for like a fluffy relaxation facial. Like you're coming to me if you have tried everything and you are struggling with your skin and you just are feeling lost and don't know really what to do. Um, I'm going to help you because that's what skin specialists are for. I feel like a lot of people take their skin into their own hands and try to go based off of TikTok and go based off of what their friends are recommending for their skin. And the reality is, it's like, there's no, there's not enough education in those platforms to tell you what you actually need for your skin. Um, so that's where people like me come along and um, kind of help you to target any skin concerns that you may be um, struggling with. For myself personally, I've struggled a lot with acne. So my passion is like my acne clients. I love treating acne um, because it is such a debilitating condition and it can really affect like mental health. Um, So, and I can relate to that. So that is like, that is like my go-to. I love, I love treating acne, but I also love treating all skin conditions, like any kind of hyperpigmentation. I have a lot of clients that deal with rosacea. um, And then I also have quite a few um, clients that are dealing with like the signs of aging as well. You know what's so hilarious about this? So I have a really good girlfriend, like friends for years and years and years. And she had really bad acne growing up. And I had like, you know, like a little bit of like a pimple here and there, but like never really dealt with that with acne. I had my own things I was self-conscious of, right? Like I was always self-conscious of my body. And so it's so funny because we were um we were going somewhere. We went to Vancouver um for the weekend. And she was like, I just feel so self-conscious. She's fucking gorgeous. Like literally every person who meets this girl is like this. She's so hot, so gorgeous. And I'm like, why are you self-conscious of your skin? Like it's it's not even bad. Like, oh my God. And she was like, I seriously am so self-conscious of my skin. I walk around and I'm like looking at everyone else's skin. 
I like became so obsessed, but I could relate like on a body level. Like I was always like, does that person have a similar body to me? Um, am I like the biggest here? Like those things would come up for me, like that insecurity of like an appearance. And then it was interesting for me because I always had like really, you know, decent skin, like acne, complexion. I tanned easily um, without like burning, all of these things. And then as I've gotten older, my skin, like I, I believe I'm actually have a doctor's appointment tomorrow to go hopefully get just like to have a diagnosis for rosacea. Um, but then I was like, oh, my God, like it freaking sucks to have because it's on your face. Like when you have something you're self-conscious of, whether it's like something you can't hide, like acne yeah. is hard to hide. Rosacea, like I know it's not as like, it can be super inflammatory and be like mm-hmm. lumpy and stuff. I'm really fortunate. Mine's just like an overall red tone. Um, yeah. But red's hard to cover, too. And, like, your body, like, all these things that really sucks when you're self-conscious of something and walking around. And, like, it's just normal things that most people have insecurities about how they look. But I love that you do that for people because I think that skincare, I, I it feels good to be productive about something that you're doing for yourself. You're not just, like, yeah. guessing. I know I've had, like, specific um, treatments for my skin as well, like, I peel laser and stuff. Um, it just feels good to be like, okay, I'm taking incentive. I'm doing something that's actually hopefully going to help me. feels good yeah. than just like sitting there and being like, I'm just going to try to cover my skin with makeup. So I love that you guys do that. It's so good for everyone with like self, with number one self-care and then also um, to help with the self-esteem as well. Okay. So yeah, I definitely agree. Like you're always going to notice your own insecurity. And like for me, like I'm always looking at other people's skin and I mean, it is part of my job. I'm like, I'm in the beauty industry. I work with skin all the time, but um, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely something that's super hard to treat on your own. I've spent like hundreds and hundreds of dollars at Sephora, the drugstore, just buying every skincare product that promises it's going to do what it's supposed to do, but it never does. And it usually will end up making your skin worse or more angry or inflamed. Um, And I definitely, that's a struggle that I know I'm not the only one. All of my clients are kind of dealing with the same thing. And there's so many other people that I haven't even met yet that are dealing with the same thing. So Definitely, if you are struggling with your skin and you're in that position, you are not alone. Um, definitely reach out to a professional. Like I always recommend that because trying to figure out your skin issues on your own are it's it's really close to impossible and it's super hit or miss. Like something might work for you, um, but unless you have someone that's educated and trained in how to treat your specific um, skin concerns, it's going to be a lot a lot harder to do that on your own than if you have someone helping you. And you'll probably save a lot of money a lot a lot more money in the long run. If you invest in products that are, you know, that are medical grade products or pharmaceutical grade products that are actually clinically proven to work versus whatever you're going to go buy at Sephora or the drugstore that you're, they're paying for their marketing. They're basically saying this product does this because it has this ingredient. There's no science to, to back that up. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's funny. Like I, because I didn't have skincare issues, I, or skin concerns, I should say, I never like worried about skincare and it wasn't until uh, one of my really good um she's a client of mine and she also is now become a friend of mine i would see her for laser hair removal um but she owns a she sells skincare and she does what you do Um, i think she's a medical esthetician but um she had recommended some products for me and i tried them and i was like you know you go and you spend like she i would get a good discount as well because we're kind of friends like you know like for the overall like the complete system it was it would cost me about um like five hundred dollars i had like yeah. you know a cleanser i had you know i had all these products and um you know vitamin c serum um red anti-redness like um infl- inflammation products and stuff like that and it was crazy because yeah it was expensive but 
they lasted me forever. And then I yeah. bought actually recently from Sephora. It was just like a, it was like a dry, I also have really dry skin. So it was like a, a dry repair thing. And I literally used it yesterday on my feet. And I was like, I would not use this on my face. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like it like penetrates into the skin. Yeah. Yeah. So actually that's, that's a thing. So if you're buying like cosmetic grade skincare, which is basically anything that you can just go out and buy without yeah. a professional, um, those products are only up to 70% pure and active versus like pharmaceutical, medical grade, professional grade, whatever you want to call it. It's actually not a regulated term, but um, just products that you have to buy through a professional, those products are going to be up to 99% pure and active. So they can actually penetrate the skin deep enough to improve your skin on a cellular level, whereas cosmetic skincare just sits on the surface of the skin. So it actually doesn't absorb into the skin as uh, enough to make long-term changes. And yes, some skincare products like obviously they're still selling they have good reviews it's more of a fluke if it's going to work for you um and also people that have like more superficial um skin issues so people that are just like a little bit dehydrated a little bit dry like if you have major skin issues it's going to take a little bit more a little bit those those higher concentration of ingredients to actually help and improve your skin long term um whereas like sephora products they might work for you they might not it's kind of like a hit and miss but also for people that don't have any major skin issues for basic maintenance skincare i mean if if you love what you're using i'm never going to tell a client to throw out everything they're using if they don't have any issues with their skin but usually the clients that are coming to me have basically tried everything and nothing's working for them and that's why we need to kind of switch them over to something that's actually going to make a difference absolutely and i love that you said like superficial skin issues because i see on tiktok like rosacea is really see i don't know if it's just because i've been searching rosacea but it seems like every freaking beauty influencer on tiktok has rosacea and they're like oh my god like it covers my redness i'm like but you have rosy cheeks (laughs) okay like i don't i don't want to have skincare advice about this corrective treatment or this practice um foundation or whatever it is i don't want advice from you when your skin does not look anything like mine yeah like acne treatments people are talking about um i just feel like everyone has like these beautiful skin this beautiful skin and then they're like giving advice and i'm like no, like you're probably just giving advice because it's either a sponsorship or, yeah. you know, whatever. You're reviewing a, a product because somebody asked you to, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's it, there, that goes into so many different industries as well. It's like people who are already are like naturally thin who are like, look at me, like lose weight, lose 10 pounds weight, but you're already skinny. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that like, obviously everyone has their own insecurities and they're valid. What, what but, if you're, but like if you're looking for help, you want to go to someone that is either someone i mean i would i always get mad when i see people giving skincare advice and they're not skincare professionals because it's usually wrong um but yeah i would say like i mean obviously like for me i would never trust someone to help me with my skin if they hadn't struggled with acne themselves you know um and so like i feel like it's kind of the same thing like you want to find someone that's relatable to you and you also want to make sure that um the person that you're getting your advice from is is trained and has the education has the knowledge you know like don't go to your influencers skincare routine to treat your skin concerns that can be completely different than them and it's the same even with makeup like i see this in the makeup industry all the time um like you're not gonna watch someone's makeup tutorial that has a completely different face face features like face, eye shape skin tone you know what i mean like their makeup routine isn't gonna work on you because you don't have the same face it's the same with skincare that person's skin if they have like one pimple and you have like cystic acne 
their skincare routine isn't going to work for you. And you're going to save so much time and so much money just by seeing a professional. 100%. I love that. Actually, I don't, I haven't told you this, I don't think, but I have a, I took a makeup program as well. And that's a big thing too. We're, we're seeing like, this is years ago. I don't do makeup anymore, but um, there it's crazy. Like contours. It's like, okay, well, no contour contour is to like enhance the face and like you know create shadows where we don't want it so the, the ideal is we want to have an oval face shape right so we're trying to achieve that look through contour yeah um everyone has such a different face shape that you contour in different spots <laughs> like yeah i feel like yeah, <laughs> contour routines and i'm like no <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely like you you really have to everything is so personal and you can't just like follow one person's advice if they i mean if someone has the exact same face as you or like same face face shape and like eye shape and everything like that that's like the perfect person for you to watch but if someone looks completely different than you like or has different issues like what what they're doing isn't going to work for you 100 percent. so as much as i love all this i've been like dying to ask you because you are a young entrepreneur with, which I also was and I was actually just having a fun conversation with one of my friends she's like you've kind of like never really had like a real job <laughs> so I was like well I, I have <laughs> but it wasn't very long lasting so you started your business you said when you were 19 right yeah well I graduated from makeup school when I was 18 and like, like I guess like freelance makeup like I I don't know like when you're or maybe it was 19 I, I don't remember Some, somewhere along those lines but like as a freelance makeup artist, I mean, obviously I wasn't doing it full time, but I still was. That was like the first time that I was like self-employed. Um, when I was like really like a lot younger, I used to make jewelry and sell it at craft fairs with my grandma. But that was like when I was like 10 years old. Um, but so I guess that's where like the entrepreneurial spirit kind of started with me. But then um, I graduated makeup school. I started doing freelance makeup and then I actually started a lash company. Um, I like got a manufacturer in china the same manufacturer actually is only lashes and then i started selling lashes um that kind of like fell off because i ended up like stopped caring about it like throughout covid stopped wearing makeup didn't wear lashes but yeah i definitely i mean i don't i don't remember like growing up and wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting my own business but i think that as i grew older i'm like that's just kind of the only option with me um, i've also struggled with a lot of anxiety so the thought of me going to work in a job now like just like a regular job I'm like I wouldn't be able to do that like I would literally have a panic attack and like want to go home um but I think because like I love what I do so much I um I don't know I just like don't have anxiety when I'm working and which I love but I mean my job like I, both of my jobs are so fun like I always joke I'm like I don't really have a lot of hobbies because my jobs are my hobbies like they're genuinely so much fun like I love learning about skincare I love um all of my clients I love just like learning about ingredients and um just like how the skin works and how it functions and doing the treatments itself is like really fun um and then also I mean doing makeup is just like I would call it like my fun job um but yeah I definitely kind of have like that serial entrepreneur spirit um I started a new company um selling like organizational things for makeup artists um recently I'm also going to start like an online coaching um course as well um so yeah I've kind of I've I don't know I just like I love working for myself it's so much fun I do struggle with um a little bit of ADHD as well so time management definitely um and just like keeping everything like I I need to focus on what I'm doing instead of just like all of the random ideas that are scurrying around in my brain but um yeah I definitely definitely I feel like I was born to be an entrepreneur 
I think that that's so funny because that like welcome to being an entrepreneur because I, every single entrepreneur that I talk to um, is like, I'm just like running around, like doing a hundred different things. I'm like, that's me. I have literally four different um, programs on the go right now that I'm building that like, if I would have just like spent all of the time to get one done, we would have had one done. But it just like, I just want to like do what feels right for me in the day. I love that part of my job. Do you feel like you had any like pushback from your parents? Like, are your parents self-employed? No, they're not self-employed, but they're really supportive. Like I live with my mom and um, yeah, she is really like, I mean, she helped me get my like studio built. Like when we were moving here, she asked me because in the studio space that I was doing skin up before, I just like, (laughs) there were some issues. And um she asked me when you're moving she's like hey like do you want me to look for a house that has a space that you can work out of and so I was like oh my god like that would be amazing like my mom is super supportive um I don't live with my dad but he is really supportive of me as well and really really excited about everything that I'm doing um but they both like have normal jobs like they're they don't yeah that's so interesting yeah I've I'm actually it's something I've been interested in that topic because I feel like a lot of the time we kind of follow what our parents do did um I did not in like my field of work, but my my dad was self-employed. So I think I definitely like no one questioned me. No one understands yeah. what I do. Like, I feel like that's a big thing, like especially with online course creation. Um, my parents are, well, my dad's like going to be 70 soon. So like that just was not a part of his generation. Um, but yeah, that that's amazing that you had a you know really good support with that because I, d- I don't know if that's common I don't really know enough about it. I'm gonna start I've been asking a lot of my guests coming on about it because I do hear um a lot of the time like in um lash groups and stuff people are like my parents think I'm crazy like I'm quitting my job and I'm like well you know you could do one client and make what you would full-time at minimal at a minimum wage job like exactly exactly like the thing is for me in my head like even if my parents weren't supportive I'm like when you work in a regular job, your income is capped. But when you work for yourself, the harder, like you can literally make as much money as you want if you work hard. And I know that my mom sees that I work really hard at what I do. And so, um, but I am really, like, really, really grateful that, that I have their support because I know, like, I mean, I can't even imagine how hard it would be to have your family not support you. And what you 100%. Think. Yeah. yeah it, it's funny. My partner, he just quit his job and um, he, like, he had a job and he only had the one job in the week. But it was funny. He was like, got paid and he was like I literally made like a couple hundred dollars less for one day of work than I would have for my entire full week of work like it just yeah I think people just maybe don't think about it in the right way so it seems really risky to be self-employed mm. but like at the end of the day it may like maybe it has more risk but I think as long as you're motivated and long as long as you're like moving in the right direction for you yeah. um you're gonna make it work right like yeah. I, that wasn't even a question for me like when I was 19 or sorry I was 20 starting my business I, I like, I didn't really think about the fact of being self-employed. Like I, I kind of did, but I was just like excited to, yeah, like have my own schedule, be able to like, just do my own thing. And I, I'm still so grateful for that. Like I literally am like my, my life is like a dream come true. And I'm so grateful that I'm living the life that I, that I currently am as things grow and evolve and become bigger and better, you know, things will be even oh better. Gosh. That's very yeah. fortunate. I definitely relate to that. Like I, like I would like, even though like I'm like I I have goals and stuff and like I'm not like you know I'm not making my ideal amount of money and I'm still putting a lot into my business but like I wake up every day I'm like I'm so grateful that I can just that I'm doing what I'm doing like that I have the opportunity to do this and that I have the clients that support me and like friends and family and everything that support me because like 
it's just like I don't know it's just kind of like a dream and it's not I know it's not an opportunity that everyone gets even people that want this opportunity so I'm definitely like super super grateful just like to be doing what I'm doing and to have the support that I have that I can do it um, I mean I did work other jobs like up until basically up until COVID I always had another source of income um, but since then I've been pretty much self-employed um I've had I took like a nannying job just when lockdown was really bad but yeah since I was since I moved here I did a few like retail shifts like maybe four um but yeah I've been pretty much on my own for the past year or two I love that so much and like to be a young entrepreneur like in your early 20s like you are just gonna grow and everything's gonna become so much bigger and better I I think this this might be wrong um I think that when I first started all these extra like how you were saying that you have you know so many different interests you want to have the online courses and coaching which is something that I'm doing now but like I didn't start that until like year seven of my business and I think it's so cool because there's so much really good opportunity to grow and have just extra sources of income in your in our businesses it's just really exciting so I love that for you and congratulations on jumping into that stuff I personally love it so that's super exciting Okay, so I have kind of a random question because I'm like super into holistic health and I personally have like every single time I have anything going on, like the rosacea, anything going on with my body, period issues, like whatever, I'm always like first to look at like what I personally could be doing for my body. I'm always like searching like, is there a food that can heal this? Is there a certain type of way to eat? Is there like, you know, an exercise routine that's really good for this? Meditation, whatever. So I'm just curious if you personally feel like there are lifestyle things that you can be doing for your skin or do you feel like it's kind of like a woo like not not it um no I definitely agree with you I am super on the same page I'm all about like holistically healing and I think a lot of skin specialists are kind of in the same page because we have on one side of the skin um like treatment is like dermatology and like people going on medications and accutane and while all of those are they have a place and they are really helpful for people that need them. I think that there is a way to like holistically heal your body and medications like that are more band-aid solutions. The thing is with acne is acne is not cured. It's only controlled. Um, so basically if you're going on a harsh medication, there's a chance that it can come back and it can come back with a vengeance. Um, so for me, and I think a lot of people like in my industry, we really like to look at things more holistically. So there are just so many different factors. I mean, not just with acne, but just with all skin, like any kind of inflammation, because inflammation is the root of everything, like all skin issues. Inflammation causes aging, it causes rosacea, it causes redness, causes scarring, it causes pretty much everything. So um, there are so many different things that you can do. There's like a list of foods to avoid if you're acne prone. There's a list of foods to eat if you're trying to calm inflammation. Um, I try to provide a lot of my clients with that. I have like a little like booklet that I give them on like a PDF guide. Um, but there are so many other things that you can do like in your lifestyle as well. Um, sleep is like number one. Like sleep is like you're not getting enough sleep. I mean, just overall in your entire life. That's that's I would say is number one. Also making sure you're getting enough water, avoiding sugar. Um, so if you're eating, if you're having a lot of glucose spikes in your day, that is going to one cause more like inflammation and acne breakouts but also is going to age your skin a lot more um so that is huge um other thing is just like sun protection so just making sure that you're wearing spf um, and like covering your skin from the sun as well um because sun damage is not only going to you know it can make your scars harder to 
um, heal. And it can also, I mean, it's also going to cause aging um, and skin damage, hyperpigmentation, things like that. It's also going to kind of ruin your skin barrier. So you're going to be more prone to breakouts. Um, but also melanoma is like very real and very, very scary. So it's really good to just wear SPF every single day. Um, and then also just like healing your gut and healing your hormone health. Um, I always recommend to my clients, like I know for me, I have a lot of internal issues uh, when it comes to my skin health. So I always recommend to my clients to work with a nutritionist or sorry, um, a naturopath as well, because there are so many just like internal factors that can affect your skin and affect your health overall. Um, and usually when there's some problems with your skin, it's a sign of something internal. Um, so doing just like the work to like heal your body holistically is going to be the best way to like treat your skin and preserve your skin and not only just for your skin but like also for your health in general I think that's really important um there's a few like little tips that I always tell my clients because they're things that we don't necessarily think about but they're major so um when you're when you're cleansing your face you want to dry your face with a um a clean towel like I recommend the disposable like clean skin club towels um there's a couple brands that have them on Amazon that you can get they're a little bit harder to get in Canada they're easy to get in the states but um, in Canada, you can get them from Amazon. But basically, if you're drying your face with a dirty towel that's been sitting in your bathroom collecting poo particles and growing bacteria, you're just introducing more bacteria onto your skin. And a lot of people, like, don't think about that. Um, and that's something that I definitely didn't think about for the longest time. And then I found out, I'm like, that is disgusting, like, putting all that stuff back onto your face. Um, and then also, like, pillowcases. Like, you want to make sure that you're sleeping with a clean pillowcase. Like, I align my pillowcase, um, like, washing with my hair washing schedule because um your hair is like collects so much collects so much dirt especially if you use public bathrooms because like for me in my own bathroom I always close the toilet lid before I flush but if you're in a public bathroom your hair is covered in poo particles which is literally disgusting and if you're sleeping on that and having your face touch it every single night you're just I mean if you're if you're doing all the right things with your skin and with your internal system but you're still kind of introducing that bacteria to your skin you're going to deal with a little bit of issues um also, just like kind of controlling allergies. So allergies cause inflammation. Um, that is something huge. Like for me, my dog sleeps in my bed. I'm allergic to her. So I always have to make sure I have a top pillow that she can touch and that my face doesn't touch because that is huge as well. Um, and then also just like regular exercise is good just for your lymphatic system um, to make sure that everything is healthy i mean honestly just like living a healthy lifestyle is going to help your skin in general i mean it's just going to help everything but because skin can be so like based off of so many internal factors um it's always a really good idea to just make sure that you're like healing your gut healing your hormones i mean with women especially like hormonal acne is so huge and i see a lot of people coming in and are having issues because of birth control and birth control is one of those things that it's Socially, it's so important to have. It's so important that we as a society have access to it. But it can be very, very detrimental to your hormone health and to your skin. Um, and so the kind of healing your hormone journey that comes along with um, that is huge as well. So just kind of like working with someone that is going to help you. I always recommend a naturopath if you're trying to go the holistic route. I mean, obviously, if you're trying to go the medical route, that's totally okay. Like it's whatever feels right to you. But um, I think if you're looking to like heal your body as a whole instead of just a band-aid solution, it's definitely a good idea to look internally. I would always recommend myself too. Like if you need medication for anything, like please go on medication, right? Like there are medications yeah. there 
you know, medication is important for certain things, but it's always a, I actually, um, I'm on my first medication that I've ever been on. I'm 29 years old. I probably needed it for, um, like anxiety, um, after a surgery that I had had, um, cause I had severe health anxiety. I probably should have been medicated for it, <laughs> but I didn't really want to go down that road. And I just tried to heal everything naturally, but yeah, I'm on my first medication ever, um and that was an that was a last result for me I mean I did go on birth control but I was only on birth control for probably about five years it ruined my hormone health I'm actually very anti-birth control I think that I'm sorry I shouldn't say I'm anti-birth control because I agree with you like it, it's something we need as a society and I'm yeah. sorry for that for women um but I will say that I think that what we should be doing is educating women on their hormones and actually how we get pregnant I remember thinking that you to get pregnant like literally every single day of the month it's like always a risk like oh my god you have unprotected sex like you're gonna get pregnant that's absolutely not true yeah uh, and then also i think that women use it um or not women but i think it's an excuse to have like unprotected sex and then that causes you know yeah. that's a whole the whole other topic because like, you may have like sex or tra- sexually transmitted diseases like who going around like yeah. that. girls who would do that they'd be like oh i'm birth i'm on birth control and i'm like oh my god like <laughs> Well, the other thing too is like, I feel like there are some, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to like shit on doctors, but like there are some doctors that hand out things like birth control or like Accutane, like candy. And there's like, no discussion. And it's just, it's not, Accutane is a last resort. I mean, I know this is, I'm completely jumping topics, but um, that's a last resort, like completely last resort. If you have like horrible, horrible acne, I have friends that have gone on it and they've had like four pimples and I'm like, girl, like you are killing your insides for yeah. four pimples. Like what's happening? Um, but yeah, with birth control too, is like, I mean, when I was in high school, I was in high school, I was on it for a few months in high school and all of my friends are on it. They were on it either for their skin or for their periods or whatever. I remember I was on it and then I read the side effects and I would literally lay in bed at night thinking I had like a blood clot or I was going to have a heart attack and I ended up just throwing in the garbage because I'm like, I can't do this anymore. No, no. And there's, there's really good natural, um, solutions as well. Like, um, I was on natural cycles for a long time. Sorry, I wasn't on natural cycles. I used natural cycles. And it's just that you take you take your temperature in your mouth every single yeah. morning and it just tracks your cycle. Um, I'm sure there's other like good solutions. That's just the one that I personally use, natural cycles. Um, and that worked for a really long time. I don't use anything now. I actually, I actually, <laughs> funny, I purchase um, ovulation strips and I just check them every like couple few days and just like see, or even once a week, just kind of depending where I'm at in my cycle. Um, and it will tell me when I'm ovulating. So then I'm like, okay, I know this is like a bad window. Like you just like, you don't have sex in that time. And then you're good to go. Like there's there's just other things that we can be doing. Yeah. I mean, as long as people are responsible about it too. Like, And that's something yeah. you have to be responsible. And I think that, I think that that's where um, the birth control comes into play though. Like, oh yeah. And be responsible or you yeah. choose not to. There's something for that as well. Like, if you want to be on birth control, absolutely be on birth control. Yeah. But I just think we need to be having those discussions first and first and not even explaining like, yes, the risks of the of the medication is important. But I mean, I've done a lot of um, research on hormonal health as well. And Dr. Jolene Brighton's a really good one. I don't know if you've ever read anything by her, mm-hmm. um, but she's she's a she's at OBG, OBGYN. And um, she talks about that a lot as well. Like just just informed consent on what you're taking um, yeah. and she's like yeah of hormones like other things you can be doing um i think she actually does recommend um there's an iud that she says is like okay to use um and she's like birth control is okay to use too you just have to like make that decision for yourself not have a doctor who's just like oh here's birth control i have um i had a doctor and he i had a, a surgery and i was complaining of abdominal pain my surgery was literally an abdominal surgery 
And he's like, oh, well, like, let's throw you on birth control. And I was like, I literally was like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not here for birth control. I'm here, I'm here for, like, send me for um, an ultrasound. So he did. I didn't end up going on the birth control. So, um, okay. And something that me and you really connect on is manifestation. And I love that. I personally don't think that there's, like, a single business owner that I talk to who takes their business seriously, who isn't really like some on some level a believer of manifestation. Um, so I would love to know how you like got into that. To be honest, I don't remember how I got into it. I want to say it was probably like a, a beauty business mastermind. I don't know if you know Rhea, the beauty Boston beauty. She's like a business coach in the in the aesthetics industry. Um, I took her course two years ago. I actually just redid it. Like I went back and rewatched it. Um, but I like kind of was introduced it to her or by her back then and I did some but um I recently got like way more back into it because I'm like okay like I have some serious goals that I want to achieve and I need to fix my mindset and pretty much like manifestation I look at it I look at it more of as like a mindset thing because I think that's really what it is I mean some people hear manifestation and they think it's just like you thinking of something in your head and expecting it to like poof appear right in front of you that's really not what it is it's just adjusting your mindset so that your goals are a lot easier to achieve in your life and I mean obviously I do believe the universe can deliver me some gifts every once in a while you know if I um if I just think about it hard enough but um yeah I definitely do really um implement manifestation into I try to kind of like regularly like every day I usually listen to like binaural beats um, at nighttime before I go to bed and then I'll just kind of like I have my mantra that I repeat over and over with like my specific financial goals and my business goals and how I'm going to get there. Um, and I just I don't know I, I it honestly has just really worked for me since I started implementing it. I've seen huge growth in my business but it's mainly just because my brain is now like rewired so that my goals are easier for me to achieve. Um, and that's that's the way that I think of it. It's definitely more of like a realistic version of manifestation. I feel like it's not as woo as some people that are skeptical might think it is, but it really is just basically like rewiring your brain into being able to work towards what you are wanting to achieve. Absolutely. I think when I learned this information, it was mind blowing to me because I've always, I, I think that I, I've always been more like on the hippie mindset of things or like not the hippie mindset but just like my mom you know was literally hippie like we did not have like Advil or Tylenol in the house like no medication it was really distilled in us like we didn't really have to like not everything had need to have like an answer like she was just like oh like my mom's actually a big believer in like um Louise Hay I don't know if you know who that is but basically it's like our organs have like meaning so if you have like kidney issues it's like this emotion is going to your to your organs um so I think that me having that kind of like background of how I was raised um I didn't really need that with manifestation to be like okay this is like the science and this how this works but I did just recently learn some scientific facts about manifestation which I think up leveled my quote-unquote faith in it I guess um, but they were talking actually, um, what I was learning about was the reticular activating system. It's really interesting because totally what, what you're saying, when you decide that you want to have a goal, like when you're choosing something, you're like, I want to make more money in my business. And you start prioritizing that in your brain. We have so many different things that we're, that we come into contact with every single day, right? Like there's colors, there's sounds, there's people, there's voices, there's information that we're reading and we're scrolling online. Like we have so much shit going into our brains 
So that's the purpose of our particular, our RAS system, I'll say. So um, it's literally filtering out, like, what does Emily think is important? So when you're telling yourself, like, hey, I want to make more money in my business, your RAS is going to be like, okay, making more money is important to me. I'm going to start being able to filter out and pick out what is important that's going to actually help me. Like, you're going to be able to see things that are actually going to be able to help you progress to be able to make more money. Um, Also, yeah, and changing your mindset around things as well. I think just like believing that it's a possibility for yourself is huge. Yeah. I mean, I will say I am a little bit of a hippie, like in my like real life, like I'm I don't do like medication at all and like self-medicate with essential oils, like that kind of thing. Like I get sick and I'm drinking tea. I'm not taking medication. But um, I think like in a business standpoint and just like when I'm talking to like, as I know that everyone's not like that, I don't want to come off as some crazy hippie. So that's why I'm like, okay. This is how it works. But um, but yeah, also like, I mean, I have like you like when you just think about things all of the time, like my business is always on my brain and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hit this goal. Like people will just come, like people will find you. And it's like, I'm like, that is a sign from the universe that like what I'm doing in my head is working. But it's also not to discredit all of the actual work that I've done, right? Um, because like, yes, you can manifest things and like people will kind of, will kind of come out of the woodwork to either like whatever support your business or book a service or whatever it is but like that's happening also because of all of the work that you've done not just what's happening up up in your brain absolutely i love that you brought that up and i think that that's such a huge piece me and my partner talk about this all the time when i first like started studying manifestation just like by reading books and stuff um i was like hey this is really cool. And he's very like type A, like needs a, um, a reason for everything and an answer for everything. And so I was just like telling him, I'm like, yeah, like this is really cool. And he's like, well, it doesn't like really make any sense. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so he's like, can you like explain more? And I was like, well, I don't really know that much about it, but now I'm definitely much more educated on it now. And I've been able to like walk him through it. And he's definitely becoming like more of a believer in it. But I think where we lose a lot of people in this conversation around manifestation is it's like you're not just sitting on the couch and just being like, please, universe, please, God, please, source, like send me. I want a new Lamborghini or I want a new Range Rover. I want a 5,000 square foot house. Amen. Thank you. We're moving on. If yeah. There's such a deeper process to it. Like it's getting rid of limiting beliefs. You're literally doing so much mental work. And then, like you said, inspire action taking action and taking small little steps towards your goal is actually going to help the process happen you literally cannot yeah. just sit there and wish upon the the manifestation gods to give you everything that you want and yeah that that's a piece of being strategic mentally and not asking but just deciding that that's you know it's going to come true for you and placing yourself in in a space where it's actually already happened um i know we know what that is if somebody's listening to this you're like what are you talking about you never want to say things like, I can't wait to lose 10 pounds. I, I'm so excited for when I have $10,000 a month. It's, I'm so grateful that I make $10,000 a month. I'm yeah. so freaking happy that I lost 10 pounds. Like that was so amazing, so easy. I loved how quickly that came off of me, whatever, right? Um, but yeah, there's just all of these pieces that I don't think people... And it's just hard. It's a lot to take in. It's also like studying anything else in the world. Like you have, it's going to take a while to fully grasp the concept and understand how you can implement things in your life. Everyone's completely different. Some people are more visual. Some people are um, non-specific manifestors. Some people are specific manifestors. Um, you know, like there, we all have limiting beliefs. Like everyone, like for somebody, they, fitness goals might be really, really easy for them to 
um, conquer. Other people might be better at manifesting wealth. Like it is really yeah. just being able to do that in their work to be able to figure out, like, hey, why do I have this limiting belief? And then being able to move on and create a better lives for our life for ourselves. Yeah, I feel like for people that are completely not on the woo spectrum, like they're like, um, think and grow rich is a really good resource because it's it's very like it's written by a man in the 1930s. I believe that's like, you know, like for me, it was hard to read, but I can like because of how like honestly just boring it was it was talking about like the invention of cars and all that stuff that i just don't really care about but it kind of breaks down manifestation as a science um and how to achieve those financial goals and just like goals in general um just like kind of like in a scientific way i love that i'm actually gonna purchase that book i've heard you guys talk about it i will be buying it my partner um it's so funny he he used to work way for work so he lived in our like travel trailer and we randomly had a book in there. It was um, Millionaire Mindset, I think. Okay. And it's a popular like manifestation or like a business book. Every single business book out there that I personally have read has something to do with manifestation. I also yeah. want to say that as well. Most people who do this work, a lot of millionaire, multimillionaires, like manifestation is, is yeah. a piece. Whether it's they're strategically manifesting, where they're actually spending time like manifesting, or it's just actually already a subconscious belief in their mind that they're allowed, they're able to make you know millions of dollars. But it was really interesting him reading this book. And I think I think this is a big piece for me. Why I love it so much is he was reading this and he was like, whoa, like I this makes sense to me in the sense where he was like, it just made it makes you more aware of your thoughts. And I think that's the biggest piece, because when you can catch yourself like I catch myself, I had um, a rash. We, we talked we actually before we jumped on this and we both have health anxiety. I hope that's OK that I share that. Yeah, of course. But my my neck, like I, ha- I was uh, having an allergy to something and I was so itchy. And I was like, literally, I've, I've just, this is a new realization with myself. I would literally be going to sleep and I would be like, oh, I hate this itching. It's so uncomfortable. I would rather have a headache than this. And then, you know, the next day I'd still have the itchy, but maybe I had a rash. I'm like, oh, the, I hate, like the, the rash is so uncomfortable. I wish I just had the itching. The itching would be so much better. I wish I could go back to that. Where I'm like, why am I wishing for other health problems? I yeah. should be actually wishing to just have really good health. Like, why do I have to trade up? So just, I, it was funny, like after doing this work around manifestation, I'm just starting to like pick those things up. I've done that forever. Literally my entire life, I can think back to being a kid and be like, oh sore throats are the worst wish i had a headache instead so it, now it's like okay retraining every time i do it i'm like wait don't think that yeah they're oh. I mean, honestly like the power of the mind is so crazy because like i've definitely had those thoughts before and something that i can think back to when i was like way younger and when i was in sports and i did competitive rowing and we would be outside and be freezing cold like on the water in my head be like i'm in hawaii i'm so hot and for the t- the amount of time that my brain actually believed that I would completely stop shivering like you can literally train your brain to think whatever it wants to and i'm trying to do that now a lot with my anxiety is just being like okay hold on like you're not actually having these thoughts like there's nothing actually happening like if you if you can commit convince your brain of something your body is going to react like appropriately mm-hmm. uh, there's actually an interesting study i just talked about this in one of my re- recent podcast episodes as well but the dr emoto's have you ever heard of dr emoto's water uh study no it's really interesting with um like our, our bodies are made up so we just that we have a lot of water content in our bodies and um he did a study with water molecules that when it was i can't remember the exact but it was like he spoke kind words to the water oh, yeah 
yeah yeah like really like beautiful sounds and the water molecules were like beautiful and then he added in contact with like negativity and like screamo music and the water was like the water shaped molecules were actually like really ugly and crazy and sporadic so i think that that's an interesting thing as well like, yeah like our, our brains are doing so much for our bodies for sure when it yeah. comes to health absolutely yeah yeah and i think there's a piece for that as well like you could literally like run every single day and like try to be so fit and healthy but if you're telling yourself like i'm running because i'm like a disgusting slob and like i need to run because i need to lose weight and like i hate my body or whatever like you're literally it's it's just not productive it's like doing the opposite of what you need to be doing yeah yeah exactly Okay, so I ask every single person who comes on what they think that their best and their worst quality is. So I'd love to hear yours. Um, okay, so I think that my honestly my worst quality is probably my time management. <laughs> I just um I struggle a lot with time management and more just like in a sense that like I have to have an entire day off to get actual productive work done. If I have clients, like if I have two hours in between a client, I can't do anything in that time except for like clean. Um <laughs> like the other thing too is sometimes I and I'm st I'm starting to not do this because I've been doing a lot of work on like money mindset but I used to always shop like my own wallet when I'm selling to my clients um but the reality is I'm not selling to make money I'm selling to give them a solution like the products that I'm selling them are not just so that I can profit um I'm providing them with a solution that's going to solve their problems so in my head I've kind of like worked I've been working on that actively but that's something that I still kind of do and like if something expensive I feel bad but like I know it's going to help them and I know that they need it um that is definitely like I would say like my two like worst qualities um just like with my business and then my best qualities I would say I'm very relatable and I'm very honest like I'm never going to try to sell people things that, that is not going to work for them like I'm pretty much all I want is the best results for my clients and I want them to be happy and I want them to obviously get results because like my business is my name right like I'm the only it's like I'm I'm the only one it's not like I'm working at a spa for someone else like if I'm not providing quality service that's on me and obviously like I do what I do because I care so much and because I relate so I'm very honest and I'm very um like I'm, I'm I don't think I'm an intimidating person I am a little bit self-deprecating at times like I can make self-deprecating jokes and um and just like I think I'm like more like down to the earth I'm pretty humble like I'm not like a hothead so I do think that a lot of my clients are comfortable with me because of that um so I think that um people will trust me a lot easier than they would if I were just like some like person that was like a statue and like a robot you know yeah I love that you're a cancer so you're very nice yeah sweet and kind I I'm really curious have you done your whole chart yet um I have like I don't I haven't memorized it but I have done it before it I it told me that I was like I literally put in my my birth time and everything and it told me that I worked in the beauty industry like as a makeup artist or something like that that's insane I, I was like that is so crazy like if you don't believe I've, I've always believed in like um like astrology but um if you don't believe in that like I don't know there's just the thing is I'm the epitome of a cancer so it's like there's no way I can't believe in it I'm so curious about your actually um because Katarina we just did hers because I was like okay I think you are Scorpio rising like I was like I I think you are because she's yeah she's a Leo but I'm like girl you got this like dark side to you uh in the best way because I'm also a scam a cancer or sorry a Scorpio rising and she did her chart she sent it to me I'm like I but I'm curious I'm curious what yours is because you're saying with like the that you struggle to maybe not stay motivated but juggle certain different tasks I feel like cancers are like very organized like 
get it done people so i'm curious if there's something in there that's like cause i know i know one of mine is aquarius oh okay but like not aquarius yeah actually caitlin's an aquarius and she's very like um yeah aquarius are just like really really smart and like technical but i don't know i don't know if there's like she says she's like very disorganized not disorganized scattered like she uh, can't really yeah yeah, I'm a definitely a scatterbrain, but I think that's ADHD. I don't think that has anything to do with my birth chart, to be honest. Did I tell you? Okay, so basically when I was in high school, my counselors said, um, I did all these tests and they were like, okay, so pretty much we can't diagnose you because we're not psychiatrists, but we're pretty sure you have ADHD. What are you doing next year? Because this is when I was in grade 12. And I said, oh, I'm going to make up school. And they said, you'll be fine. Uh, flash forward to my three-day Photoshop workshop where I was literally playing cooking mama the entire time um so i literally just okay i just searched it up um my moon is aquarius my mercury is leo what am i looking for your ascendant or your rising is it like an arrow up or something that was really there's two arrows up one is oh sagittarius oh my god i love sagittarius i'm so happy <laughs> i'm like sagittarius is so cool like everyone i meet that's a sagittarius i love them maybe uh -huh. that's why I mean, Sagittarius are hard not to love. I feel like Sagittarius are great. But they are so cool. Now I feel like I'm cool because I'm a rising Sagittarius. Sagittarius are very, like, um, just doing everything. Like, just, like, just getting shit done all the time. I'm like, not getting shit done, sorry. They are, like, basically just, like, can't figure out what they want because they're just, like, moving around. Like, they're like, oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. So maybe that's where that comes in for yeah. the... Um, yeah, I, I always just, I, I like to ask people what their birth chart is because it's just interesting. Yeah, my moon is Aquarius and then my rising is Sagittarius. Okay, that was, I'm going to do some like deeper diving into that later. I love that. I love that so much. It's funny, like when you learn about your chart, like um, I either think of them like the devil or the angel and like I'm like my chart is the devil. Like it's very yeah. dark and like moody and it's funny because I'm like, I think I'm nice and like light and fluffy and fun but <laughs> i think you are i think i am too but then i'm like am i actually like a cold asshole i might be internally <laughs> all right thank you so much for coming on today i loved hearing about your chart i think that when we meet for our next business meeting we should i'm, I'm gonna message the group and be like everyone do your chart because i need to know more about this <laughs> yeah, well thank you so much for having me this is my first podcast ever so hopefully i didn't ramble on too much no oh my god you're amazing